Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. KK and I are doing a series on being a dad. We already talked about how we learn to be a dad, who are our role models, and how we can bond with our kids. In today's episode, we are going to talk about family culture and how we can build such a family culture. Hope you find it interesting. Hello, KK. Welcome to the conversation. Hi, Joseph. Good to be back after a break. <laughs> yes. How are you doing? Yes. Very good. Very good, KK. KK, how do you define family culture? What What does it mean to you? Mm. And why do you think family culture is important? So I'm a career-wise, I'm a uh, transformed marketer now from a sales guy. So um, I think within marketing, very specialized in branding. So a lot of worked with companies and leaders on building organizational culture. So when we thought about this family culture, it was little new, actually, <laughs> in the sense it's not, it was not so familiar in the sense we don't often speak about in our families or we don't uh, really do that. But I am going to draw parallels between how it's defined in organizations and probably extrapolate that to the families because as such, I mean, to be frank, we, we are not exposed to the family culture, at least in a, in a written form or very spoken stuff, like structured one. Although it exists, there is no denying that it exists. It's just that I feel that it's a shared beliefs, shared values, shared activities, right? Like what what is important from our fathers, our, our forefathers, our family ecosystem ethos. Uh, I think all of that will define beliefs, right? Like all of that defines an or I mean a family culture in my view. It could also be like, okay, if if we if somebody asks, for example, an address or somebody asks for an help, how do we react to that, right? Mm. Like all those instances I think will also expose how what is our family culture, right? Like some people I mean, if, if you, I mean, in, in those days, like, like, if, for example, when we were growing up, if somebody were asking us for an address, we generally, as a kid also, we generally sometimes leave out the thing that we were doing and we will take them to their family, <laughs> to their home itself. Or uh, if, if you know that it's a known person, right? Like we will directly direct them, I mean, take them along and take it to their address itself. Uh, that's one way of doing it. The other way is you just, uh, I mean, brush off and you, you just say that, okay, I don't know. Or you can just say that, okay, it's not my business and things like that. You can even pass it on. It could be the same with anything else, right? Like now we are grown up and and I feel families uh, which had grandparents and uh, forefathers living, uh, at least uh, one generation above living, not just the just the next next generation. Like, for example, if I were the person referring to not just my father but my if my grandparents were there i think there is a larger chance and bigger impact that will create in passing on the values because this is rooted in uh, across generations right like certain mm-hmm. things are rooted across generations and some we pick up as 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 environment changes as i mean uh, the situation is different the world we lived in our childhood versus the world that our ch- children are living are almost different for various aspects, in various aspects. So I think adapt, adapting to that new age also matters. But I think that's what I would think about about it. Uh, in your view, what do you think, Joseph? Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to draw a lot of parallel from corporate world and see how it is applicable. Mm-hmm. As Peter Drucker said, the, the culture eats strategy for breakfast. 
right? Uh, in, in office, we can plan whatever strategy that you want, but eventually it will be the culture that will determine the outcome of that particular strategy. Whether our team does it, not does it, ignores it. So from that angle, and it's the same thing with our families also, is that culture is how our kids behave when we are not around. That's culture. How they decide when we are not around. That's culture. Correct? I'm, I'm going to give you an anecdote one of my friend shared with me. His son got an admission in U.S. University. So they were driving, mom, dad, and the son, they were driving to the airport. And as usual, the mother was like, don't do this, don't do this. You have to wake up early. You don't drink cold water that will be there. And so on and so forth. All of that, the whole trip, she was going on giving these kinds of instructions. And halfway through, both the father and the son got exhausted with all of hearing this. So he turned around and said, for 17 years, if you didn't bring him in that particular way, this 17 minutes of instruction is not going to change. Right? So, so this is what Gandhi's mother also said to Gandhiji. Right. Exactly. Right. Huh. So, it, it depends on how we have brought them up and then yeah. one day they are going to go into the world on their own. We are not going to be yeah. around. So, what values we have given them how we have made them decide what what how, uh, how uh, what we have taught them to speak those are the things that they are going to go and exhibit right so right. that's that's the culture so culture is what determines how they stand on their own feet when they yeah. when we are not around in fact it is not only after they leave our home so like you know you you will experience this I, I experienced this a lot. So I'll, I'll go to office. I would say, don't watch device, <laughs> read this book, write this, whatever, any of those kinds of stuff. I'd have gone to office. A lot of times they will do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not berating my boys, but time to time, what will happen is they wouldn't do it. Yeah. And when I come back, it is, why you didn't do it? Because I got distracted. I went to YouTube. I saw this. So the point is how they decide, how they behave when you are not around. That's that's culture, True. right? And culture, like as you said, if they would have seen you taking some stranger to that particular address, yeah, they will go and do that. Yeah. If they saw us mistreating a stranger, they'll think that is how it needs to be done. That's I mean, they we all mimic. Yep. Yeah. So they will mimic that. So so that's why that's how I see culture, yeah. and I see that is why it is important to build the culture as well. Uh, okay. Okay. Great now point. that yeah. now that we know that culture is important, what are the elements in a culture? Again, we can we can draw from everywhere including our corporate life but what are the elements of culture and then we will go into how we can build those elements but but in your opinion what are those values yeah what are those elements of culture so one of the thing that key to that building a culture is communication because uh, i think 
whatever you have in your mind or whatever is imbibed in you if you are attached to transcend to your wife or your spouse or your kids and the extended family or whomever it matters i think communication becomes the key yeah the other thing i would say is little bit of a soft definition or things like that right like how what are the things uh, that matters to us right like so mm. that is not something which you put it in a i mean like in an organization in a document right like values something like that but for example in a family trust is something which is basic right like without trust between husband and wife or as i mean father and son or kids and the parents i don't think that is something which we can build this foundation on i mean any organization even for that matter treats now nowadays trust as a basic thing so i think that's non negotiable and i think how do we bring that up like it's how we exhibit in our day to day interactions mm-hmm. with our kids and things like so communication trust and then for example the shared ethos right like for example what are the things that you do on certain days or when mm. certain things mm. happen right like for example we just celebrated our pongal i mean like two three days back or a week uh, early this week so we all went to my hometown and we celebrated along with my mother and uh, that's a general sense of belongingness and uh, in a in a in a festival day we all come together and do certain things like share it with our extended family or friends neighbors and they also come and uh, i mean share those things so uh, those i think these are some of the practices also that you do that gets imbibed into probably the overall gamut of the culture i would say so, I, i'm going to add one more thing to that yeah I, I, and you you're rightly uh, said that but i'm going to borrow from your your favorite tagline you're a storyteller so instead of communication i'm going to make it into stories ah uh. so yeah, true. the the, the <laughs> one that you talked about family values right i mean as a family what do you mm. value it could be spending time with the grandparents and understanding mm. the passing on of the values from the previous generation a, a, a multi generational value respecting elders that's a family value if there is a festival we will not celebrate alone but we will celebrate as a family as a as a as a belonging as a, as a community as a society togetherness is a family value that that's what you are you are showing by that particular practice so the first thing is what are the family values second thing is the stories around yeah. that particular family values whatever yeah. that family values you are talking about so we already talked about how do you bond with kids mm. and in that we talked about we have to spend a lot of time with mm. the kids lot of times what happens is okay i want to spend what do i spend on what should yeah. i do so i think that's where the stories comes in yes you know what when your mom was like this when your dad <laughs> was a small kid uh, we went there so lot of stories obviously we will also enjoy the kids enjoy the stories yeah. and around those fa- family values if we can bring in i think that, those are the element that's how we will build uh the family values the yeah. other aspect is as you know i recently interviewed a, a major general on this particular podcast one of the thing that he also said is there has to be psychological safety mm yeah the kids will have to feel safe enough for them to come and express their questions doubts yeah. and mess up sometimes 
if they are going to be so afraid of making mm. a mistake oh dad will beat me he will hit me he will yell at me uh he will ground me any of those kinds of stuff they are not going to be open enough about what yeah. they are thinking what their questions are or even that why should we drive from chennai to madurai to celebrate mm-hmm. why can't we say so they won't ask that question yeah right True. so so i think those three has to go hand in hand mm. the family values we need to know the family values there has to be a lot of stories i am absolutely knowing you i am absolutely <laughs> sure on the way from chennai to madurai and madurai to chennai you you narrated a lot of stories to your kids i know this is not the only trip that you take but yeah. in most of the trips you will kind of narrate some of the stories retell some of the stories again and again which yeah. you think are important so stories make up a huge part of building family culture and then then the safety psychological yeah. safety for kids to come up open themselves up and when they are young these it is almost like a question hmm but as they grow they are going to form their own identity yeah yeah true so sometimes they can can they open up so say for example for kid for boys can they talk openly about their sexual mm. things how they are developing and everything and mm. similarly for girls too with their moms can they talk about it or if we say if i say oh, oh you know you, you you can't talk about it it's it's it's, <laughs> it's wrong he's anyway going to find it out yeah yeah <laughs> it's just that it's not going to be with me with me yeah with you yeah <laughs> right so it's he's true. going to end up with something or the other it may not be what i think the way it has to be so that's yeah. why that psychological safety is absolutely important in family if you have to build that family culture that's what I, that's what i think uh, very true joseph yeah i think psychological safety definitely plays a large role even between between spouses right like because how how each other communicate and mm. share things right like i think kids are also seeing that and observing so of course i think that will also transcend to them because it's not something psychological safety is not something which we can uh, say that i am offering you a psychological safety. like they have <laughs> to true. feel it <laughs> yes absolutely true true <laughs> they have true you have to feel it I, i think how you behave i think that will matter a lot and yeah i think a lot of these are easier said than done i would say some But, elements i think are e- i mean possible to do this a uh, little more uh, with effort but uh, some are like at the moment how you react right like psychological safety for example it's it's like at the moment how you react so <laughs> i think first of all you have to be <laughs> as parents our husband and wife has to be really mother and father has to be really aligned to that as well yeah, yeah. so you're right kk on that so so i want to mention two points in it one it is not something that you are offering it is it is what you are yeah it 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 is again the culture that you create in the family where they can come and open up mm. so as you know jerry my younger son i mean extremely naughty extremely smart he will do something and when i ask him did you do it did you play games when you were supposed to write the blog post or learn he will say yes and okay you are grounded or something else but you also said i should be open and i should be honest i told you the truth <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so now why are you punishing me so you are i am caught in that particular <laughs> situation i yeah. don't know what to do in that particular uh, thing so 
So you, he is right. Mm-hmm. Next time, if I'm going to punish him for doing yeah. that, next time he is not going to open an off. True. But <laughs> at the same time, if I don't punish him, he's going to continue to do that continue. and think that okay, I can do that. So I need to find uh, find a balance there. So <laughs> so kids are going to be extremely smart in figuring out, you know, how to game the system, whatever that yeah. system they are that you put in. But the point that I'm saying is that the reason why I'm sharing this is it is not easy. Yeah. Because at that moment you might have come back from office, you are tired, something might have happened in the office which has affected you. So you are in in your own emotional turmoil. Yeah. And and at, at that time this happens, you beat him up, you scold him. He's only going to remember that next time he's not going to happen. So there's a quite a lot of things that happens. So it yeah. is not something that we can say, okay, you know, I'm I'm open. You come and say whatever uh, you can. It's what you create, what you provide for them at that particular uh, time, which is what's going to determine. So, so um, absolutely, that's that's a very valid point, KK. That it is not something that we can say. It is something yeah. that we need to create a space for where they can really, you know, feel safe. So that, Joseph, yeah. just to just one point, I think I had this thought, right? Like, see, I didn't grow up with grandparents because mm. uh, my father's uh, parents died even when he was younger, like sixteen, seventeen. He lost both his parents, and in my mom's side, although I had a grandfather who lived till he saw my marriage, my grandma, maternal grandmother, she died when my mother was very young, maybe uh, not even before her teenage, she died. But what I believe is, I think uh, one is the luxury that you have if they have grandparents are there. Because as parents, uh, we are also adapted uh, to the environment that we grew up in. Uh, we imbibe certain things from our parents and uh, we also adapt to uh, the environment that brought us up. Like, for example, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I grew up in Gandhi Museum. So uh, did my schooling, I mean, all my childhood till my college, I was there. So lot of that impact that ecosystem had an impact on me so i gave up on eating uh, non vegetarian even though by birth we i mean my parents used to eat and things like that but that's the influence that i had so two things which i wanted to ask you is what is the influence that if a grandparents right like luxury that you if both the grandparents are available but what will be the difference or how how good or how important that is and what is the impact of the environment also on this bringing up this family culture oh much like you kk i also didn't live under grandparents i also didn't have that kind of a privilege but my kids have what i see is it's again how you see family unit hmm. do you see family as a unit to breed kids and launch pad for launching their own career life success so on and mm. so forth or do you see family as a multi generational team mm. my parents did something they passed on that value to me and then i did something with that now i'm passing on to next generation so it's it's basically that i'm passing the the the, the thing values passing on to the others so the way i see it is it's a multigenerational team mm so i to echo the same so that's why i'm thinking of yeah. uh, grandparents as uh, one of the important aspects of that absolutely yeah. absolutely so in my case what happens is obviously 
you know they their value systems are different my value system is different my kids value systems are going to be different but there is going to be a thread that goes through right so whenever we meet as you know my parents now live in with my sister so whenever and then at least once a year we have been meeting Mm. last year we have met multiple times uh, my mm. mom became 75 last year mm. a year before that my dad became 75 and we are very lucky that they are alive they are yeah. uh, able they are with all the mental faculty and they can interact with the kids and you know all of those kinds of stuff we are we are extremely privileged about it so whenever they go there there's a lot of interaction that happens and again as he, as as we have been discussing here mm. there is one thing is to say something yeah but it is entirely another to observe somebody else living that true so my kids are saying that mm. my dad is not very expressive mm. he mm. will not come in and say you need to wake up in the morning <laughs> you need to read bible you need to pray you need to you know be active he will never say it he is he is not expressive at all mm. but when my kids are there they see the grandpa uh, getting up in the morning he has uh, showered before everybody else else yeah <laughs> uh, even at this age and then by the time kids come down to to eat he's sitting there taking bath mm. and reading bible so they mm. see that yeah. he he never openly tells this is what you need to do true then what happens they see that every day mm. then when we come here and when we are discussing okay what did you learn what did you see what did you like whatsoever something about that oh you know what uh, granddad uh, did that tata did that mm. and tata was before everybody else and so on and so forth like say for example if we had to go anywhere mm. my dad would be even today my dad would be the first one to get ready so oh. <laughs> they see that and when when we are discussing when we have to go somewhere it will be in a very jovial manner but that is when it will come in in yeah. that they have observed is that oh don't be a uh, tata what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean by don't be a tata oh he will get ready one hour before we have to leave yeah, ah, yeah okay so... ah, they have they have observed it <laughs> they are verbalizing <laughs> absolutely they are verbalizing what they have witnessed witnessed right? yeah so that's ultimate <laughs> absolutely you're my, putting my labels dad... to a certain certain culture and values right like attributing that to the individual so it is easy to relate to also right like and, uh, yeah you you would they, really they want pers- to emulate <laughs> yes they are personifying that value value yeah even though my dad is not expressive he is not teaching in that particular sense he is teaching by walking so yeah. they are able to observe and they are able to personify that particular value and it will stay with them Yeah yeah true 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 right so now i don't have to tell them to get ready early <laughs> i have to only say be like tata <laughs> be like tata that's good <laughs> so yes it is it is it's a privilege yeah and it is a huge benefit also uh, mm. to build, bring that particular culture yeah that's so i actually culture. i'm not i'm not uh, saying it for this thing like they say this thing appropriateness but i really got goosebumps uh, when you said your uh, kids are personifying your their grandfather so yeah. so so yeah i think <coughs> so that's important uh, because i took some values of what my father used to do certain aspects right like because we were in the campus there used to be a lot of visitors actually for various aspects a uh, lot of uh, visitors from foreign countries mm. uh, to meet up with some of the ghanian leaders who were staying there or there will be on and off some 
every year some or the other some yatra sarvodhi yatra something like that will happen some 20 30 people will be traveling by foot and something like that peace march and things like that i must have witnessed almost every year these peace marches various on various occasions so i mean invariably at least one meal uh, we used to provide it in our fam uh, in our home uh, for those uh, visitors and uh, the march people, people who are part of that uh, congregation so i think uh, to me even though we were not so economically very well off Uh, this aspect right like i mean providing for food i mean this is not something which my father or my mother mm, had mm. too much of fuss about right like that they are doing it or it's it's beyond certain things but now when i when i am out of that ecosystem right that environment of gandhism i don't see this happening anywhere at all i have never experienced this after i left the campus and it's not something which anyone other than people who are associated with that group right even if they were living outside the campus even though they were working for the uh, museum they may not have witnessed it so i think the impact of environment and so now i feel that providing for food or uh, like if somebody is in needy i mean whatever i could do at my level at my capacity i don't think that that is a big first because i have something i and somebody needs it and why not so so yeah i think uh, i also feel that the impact of environment that one grows up in uh, i mean that also has a huge influence on the kids i mean that also part of the cultural fabric i would say as i have shared earlier i grew up in a in a in a quarters where there were lo- all sorts of people and i think that shaped my thinking because i lived among hindus muslims we christians and then all sorts of uh, social strata poor young i mean poor rich middle class family you know all of those kinds of so in in always it was it was a melting pot yeah there, it was all Very there true. and if there was so during summer there would be drought everybody will come together okay we need to solve this particular problem problem yeah and everybody will put their heads together there will be a teacher my my dad was a teacher there will be a engineer there will be uh, some other pune mm. everybody will come together okay we need to do something and then yeah. they will all decide okay you go and do this you go and do this and we will go and solve that particular thing yeah i saw that and and a lot of times i was also part of mm. such initiatives So you right. also are part of the overall this thing, right? Like so, you you see and you also get inspirational from all. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, the thing active. is, again, I learned mm. without somebody teaching me explicitly. Mm. Yeah. That that you know we are all humans. We all have to work together. No, I mean nobody taught me. It mm. it was not even in our kind of thought yeah. process in our speech that oh he is a Hindu, he is a Christian, he is a Muslim. <laughs> we all came together. yeah if there was a wedding we all came together and the the, the the only probably the only way this religious thing would even come in mm. would be that if it's a biryani <laughs> it's a it's a muslim biryani would be a lot better than what we yeah. make if yeah. it's a cake you have to go to yeah. a christian family to make it to mm. to get it if it is um, that ganesh chaturthi uh, like you know i mean that laddu or uh, so so you have to go there so that's the only way we saw religion at all but yeah. otherwise in everything fam 
the social functions or weddings or school yeah so those all those of those days things. i think at least in our generation i mean when we were growing up that i mean that bucketing is not was not there like labeling yeah. and other things so the point less, that i wanted to yeah. point i wanted to say was i think i i might have got distracted the point that i wanted to say was nobody taught that specifically true but it was in that particular culture it was happening Mm, mm yeah so that that's the point like i mean but even for solving that water crisis nobody said you know i mean it is not my job or, or you yeah. should not do this you need to be proactive agency <laughs> nobody said any of those things we all came together and did it right so that's yeah. very important uh, to do that finally kk mm. how, uh, like and i mean again you know we can, we can talk a lot on the family culture maybe we need to have a second session on this as well mm. having said all of these things one thing that i will i'm, I'm struggling Yeah. or rather one thing that is in my mind my son is became i mean he's already a teenager the elder one the younger mm. one will hit teenage in a couple of months they are forming their own personality yeah i still think about what is that family culture and then and then their personality should it be in conflict should it gel together how does should it gel together i have no idea mm mm i'm still kind of processing that i i want to give him space for his own personality to develop his own personality but at the same time it has to be within that family mm. culture so yeah. that is one thing that i'm i'm, I'm struggling i i don't want to you know kind of a paint oh mm. you know we have figured out everything and then we know all yeah. the answers kind of a stuff uh, but on that do you have any any thoughts I know it's well, too early uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just give a blank look for this <laughs> because I'm still learning the first yeah, uh, yeah. trying to crawl now <laughs> in the family culture <laughs> stairs of uh, probably <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. stairs that I need to climb. But yeah, I think a uh, few things will definitely happen, Joseph. Right? Like like what you said earlier in the show. if you are not taught them like in the 17 years these 17 minutes is not going to matter <laughs> so i think i'm sure they have picked up quite a few things from you from from their grandparents from their atais and uncle all of them i'm sure um, they might have imbibed um, quite a few uh, elements of that so the essential elements i'm sure the core would be already there <clears throat> and it's also about what the environment poses to them right like because some of the aspects that we may not have encountered in our childhood they are encountering it. like the social media influence mm, mm, mm. the peer pressure the the, the true, true. height of the peer pressure right like what we saw versus what we are they are facing sometimes if i feel pity for this generation because yes. i'm sure we are much we grew up in a much more comfortable and safe space than them very true uh, and then uh, it's also about the politics the mm. other aspects right like what sort of uh, policies governments are enacting and things like that right so i'm sure that also right like uh, will add additional flavor where you don't even have a control on as parents right like because <laughs> we are also just uh, sometimes reacting and um, uh, we yeah. are not even ready for that so i think everyone will take their own personality with if if we are really have done a reasonably Our good job at the yeah. core core will remain because i feel that is that is something which you and i could be i mean for that matter anyone can see whatever we had imbibed from our parents our grandparents yeah. and other things at least some part of the core we still retain even though that the their generation their 
life uh, lifetime was very different from what we have they lived in a, a situation of scarcity jobs were yeah, scarce yeah, yeah, yeah. resources were scarce but for us it i mean we were in a kind of a transition generation we got exposed to quite a lot of mm. technologies that opened mm. up opportunities new jobs i mean digital marketing i don't think my father would have even need to deal to deal with that uh, that's an opportunity that we have today so i'm i'm working on that as uh, a job so i mean so those sort of things also we had i mean we have taken from our previous generation our environment and ecosystem and i think we we still retain certain elements of that and then we also had formed our own personalities oh, yeah, i mean personality. if 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 we if we ask your father or my father he would or they would come <laughs> and say these are the five or six things that we <laughs> and have, have not developed or something like that which he, they yes. would have wanted to have yeah. i'm sure uh, if we are mentally mature i i think <laughs> probably we may have in a we may lead up our family and kids in a little better situation i think that's Very what true. i think uh-huh. very true kk i am enjoying these sessions <laughs> i'm kk i'm enjoying these sessions i did prepare for this but a lot of things come up as we speak so so in that it's really good before we close out any closing thoughts kk on family culture i think this question the decision to take this episode right like this topic itself very invigorated with me like something right like okay i mean even though we do this in an organizational setting how important it is mm. uh, right because i i mean i would not lie uh, if i say that i, I didn't prepare for it but uh, i went through some resources and i also started looking inwards into how i had our like for that matter like what 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 i have inherited and what are the factors that influence certain elements good or bad in me so it definitely offered me an opportunity to travel inwards back in my back into the growth journey <laughs> i'm sure you must have also gone through yeah, that yeah. i think i'm really enjoying this conversation and this uh, we hope uh, our listeners also take something yeah. absolutely thank you thank you kk for uh, joining in this particular journey thank you joseph for doing this i hope you enjoyed our conversation on building family culture and elements of family culture and how we can grow those elements If you find any aspects very attractive please share with us please share with others and if you have any questions on being a dad or what you would want us to discuss any other topics please post it wherever we are posting in youtube in linkedin or maybe on your whatsapp so please reach out to us any topics any comments that you have on these sessions 